Good afternoon, everybody. TGIF, welcome to the Friday edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do it every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we attempt to help you head back to the window to cash those winning tickets. Brad Crawford in the house, wanted to be the first to comment. You are You have accomplished your mission, sir. Uh, San Diego head coach Staley is a jackass. Cost me a hundred dollar parlay. Scott's uh, premium selection and lost a lot of money. Uh, LA betters last night and continuing. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to talk about that quite a bit, Scott. There was some a uh, couple of a uh, couple of controversial decisions. A uh, when you when you live by the analytics. Sometimes you die by the analytics. Just because the odds say they are in your favor doesn't mean it's going to happen every single time. And I think uh, people uh, sometimes lose sight of that. I've got a problem with one of those times. I have no problem with the other two. Brad says, uh, Staley's riverboat mentality will not last long as an NFL head coach. <laughs> I'd fire his ass if I uh, if I owned the Chargers. I'm very serious. He lost that game. R. Rivera, kind of going the other way. Good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> Good. How's it going? Um, yeah. Well, truth it, is, when it, com- when it comes to the rants for the Chargers and Chiefs game, I'm sure a lot of you are aware for some of the opening segments we cover this game. So I believe we'll just go through those first, and then we'll go through our opinions on the decision-making because there's really a lot to unpack there. Yep, there is. Let's uh, let's get it rolling, bud. You, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head. We've got a... Uh... I don't know. I don't know a bet on this game that, that pretty much wasn't a bad beat or a lucky cover. So let's do what we do, and it'll just kind of segue right into that whole fiasco situation there. On today's edition of Call the Cops. By the way, everybody, I want a quick reminder: if you uh, don't like and subscribe today, everybody's going into health and safety protocols. Okay, just saying. Just saying, you're all going on the uh, injured list. All right, Scott, as far as uh, call the cops go, uh, yeah, there was a few of them. Let's start with the Chiefs Chargers under 54, 27 points after three quarters. 14-13 was the lead for the Chargers. 29 points in the fourth quarter, six points in overtime. That game landed 62 at 27 of the uh, fourth quarter. was just a distant memory. If you had the under 54, sorry, guys, got to call the cops. And looking at the same game, if you had the Chargers plus three against the Chiefs, you led by seven points with less than two minutes to go. Not to mention all of the wasted opportunities by choosing to go forward instead of kicking field goals. We'll talk about that in a second. The point is the Chargers probably should have been up more by seven, but you're still up seven. You're in good shape. But Mahomes did Mahomes things. Chiefs scored the game-tying touchdown. You were hoping they'd go for two. They did not. And the Chiefs won the coin toss and ended up scoring a touchdown. So if you had the Chargers plus three, see you later. As my son said last night, it's going to be a good day on Twitter for all the old heads. As Andy Reid, the oldest of old heads, goes for the tie, wins it in overtime. And uh, Staley, the newest of new heads in the new wave of analytical-driven coaches, Goes for it three times and fails, and uh, yeah, a good day for the old heads. Anyway, I, I feel like we're going to talk about that game more from Staley's perspective, but I do want your thoughts. As a Chiefs fan, did you want them to go for two there? Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. 
I'll tell, okay. you, I'll tell you just a minute. Let's let's finish up here. Um, if you had the uh, Devils, if you had the little Devils on the puck line, the reverse puck line, plus one and a half, playing the Golden Knights, they trailed by two goals with less than a minute and a half left. Devils pulled the goalie, scored with 11 seconds left. However, the goal was challenged, overturned due to offside. Somebody had a toe in front of the blue line. Devils ended up losing it five to three. They didn't get another one. If you had the Devils plus one and a half, you thought you were there. You thought you had it, and you're like, oh, oh shit. Eh, don't worry about it. They probably would have had an empty netter as you tried to go for the tie anyway and broken your heart even more. So Devils plus one and a half, they probably did you a favor, but call the cops. That's so brutal because how often does the team you bet on actually score a goal once they pull the goalie? Not that often. You finally got one, and Vegas decided to not only ignore the fact they were still winning, but went out of their way to challenge it just for the hell of it. And it's like, nope, goal doesn't count. See you later. They're Vegas. If any team's going to be aware of the betting ramifications, it's, it's got to be the Golden Knights, right? All the owners had puck lines, so they had to try to back the uh, the puck line there. So as far as the Chiefs go and the, and the Andy Reid making that decision about not going forward on fourth down after they tied it or had the potential to tie it, first of all, I knew there was no chance he was going to the two point conversion, but yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew there was no, no chance he was going to go for the two point conversion. Absolutely. Absolutely none. That's not, that's not what Andy Reid does, even though every Kansas city chiefs fan has the new England AFC championship game still fresh in their mind as the chiefs lost the coin toss after a furious second half comeback and never touched the ball in overtime. So Someday we'll do a whole show and just rant about the f- stupid fucking NFL overtime rules, but that day is not today. But as far as Andy going for it, uh, personally, no. I rather I would rather taken our chances with a coin flip. Just too much weird shit happened last night. I normally have confidence in that offense to get two yards at any time. I just something felt weird about that chance, so I knew on the off chance Andy somehow I, I wouldn't have liked it. But analytically. Uh, if I'm betting on a team, if it's not a, if it's not a team in my heart, if I'm betting on a team, I absolutely want them to go for it there. But this, that's I'm too close. Yeah, I feel I'm like too we're close on the same team last there. night. Um, I'm you, not surprised the Chiefs ended up kicking the extra point because the Chargers just kept fumbling over themselves. So I feel like if you were just going to take your chances and hope that even if the Chargers won the coin toss, they would be faced with probably another fourth down, maybe be held scoreless, maybe kick a field goal. But they really had a hard time actually getting into the end zone with all the chances they had. So I'm not surprised either that Reed decided to kick. No, no, not at all. Uh, it's it's very, it was very Andy Reed, no question about it. Okay, so before we go full rant, we'll, we're we're going to finish up our segment here. Let's talk about who was where you want to be, who was in the lazy boy, who was sitting in a nice Thursday night rocking chair. So first one we're going to look at is in basketball. If you had the Pistons and the Pacers over 208, can I interest you in 134 points in the first half? Ooh. Game landed 235. So they kind of they kind of uh, they kind of did what you thought they were going to do the whole they, game. They, they in the even down in the second half, right? But yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had App State Duke over 137 and a half, they had 87 points in the first half. We talked about how this App State team. They don't do much, but they shoot deep. Uh, they shoot from deep, and it ended up 159. As uh, not going to lie to you, uh, most of the heavy li- li- lifting was done by Duke. Would they win that one by 30 or so? Uh, yeah, I think they won by 25 in the end. Yeah, 
but yeah, I knew it still was a, wasn't really close. No, and it's, it, but, the, the total was never close either. If you had the 137 and a half, you were in the rocking chair for sure. Yep, and looking at the last one, if you had Chicago State plus the two and a half hey. against IUPUI, uh, you ended up having a nice winner because they led by 10 at the half, and it takes IUPUI about, I don't know, eight minutes to score 10 points. So you were in good shape, and Chicago State won by six. If you're not correlating, if you're not correlating your parlays with the IUPUI under and fading them, I I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's it's just like mm-hmm. fuck. Here you go. Would you like some money? There, there. Have some money. So this game last night, Scott. Everybody's talking about it. I know Brad Brad Crawford opened up the show. Still salty. Still pissed off. I get it. Uh, we had that as our play of the day. We had the. I I thought we were golden because uh, I got it early. I got it at three and a half. Uh, first of all, let's, t- let's talk about, uh, let's, let's, let's say hello to some people out there because we kind of missed them. We went right into our segment. So JC Stone's in the house. R. Rivera, we mentioned, uh, Brad Crawford, of course, T train is here. Groovy caps, G money, Magellan sports and Ben Campbell Toledo shitting the bed. Yes, they are. Ben Scott called it. I don't know that he called him shitting the bed, but he did like middle Tennessee state there. Uh, I, uh, I, 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 I I'm going to correct you there. I think I actually. Oh no no we 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 were different now. on the total. I'm sorry but, I'm sorry we we yeah. you had the you had the over I have the under so we're still yeah the uh, under looks good right now. Yeah, but I it's out of the air. Toledo would I don't know not completely fall apart but then again considering the fact that I liked them before the season to win the MAC and they didn't even make it to the title game they've been disappointing people all uh, season long. Fucking they're not a really well coached team. Finn is also really an awful thrower over the football. So I'm not really mad at Toledo. I'm more mad at myself for trying to put faith in them one more time. A uh, quick news item just came across my desk. The Seattle and LA Rams game has been postponed due to COVID-19. 1221, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time will be the makeup date on that. So, so I want I want to actually ask you about that NFL uh, move with all the COVID scheduling conflict stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Browns game, of course, that got moved from Saturday to Monday. As you mentioned, the Seattle game just got moved. I'm assuming Washington's game might get moved as well in the future because they're missing a bunch of guys against Philly. Right. Is it a good spot to potentially bet on the or gamble with the COVID riddle teams? because you're getting a good number plus points when they might get a decent amount of guys back because they're delaying the game two to three days. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can get ahead of those moves, if you can, if you can kind of read the tea leaves, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, but I'm asking if the Browns were plus three and a half, assuming the game was on Saturday and now it's moved to Monday. Is it worth trying to grab a piece of Browns plus three and a half, for example, because you might get, more than half the guys who are supposed to miss the game back in action. Yeah, I, I, I think it's definitely an interesting discussion. I see what you. Yeah, that's absolutely true. T Train has a question that kind of ties into that. I want to say uh, I want to say a special hello to Sebastian. So who says go Chiefs? Yeah, baby. As a fan, absolutely. As a as a better, uh, not so much. I like to, I like the Chargers in that spot. Like I said, uh, Jones said she thought the under was going to hit right until the time they scored the touchdown with about a minute left. Yeah, I th- I thought I was absolutely fucked on the uh, on the total. No no question about it. I told my wife. I said, "Well, she's how your premiums doing." I go, "Well, we hit your IUPUI, so at least we we're, at least we're going to go one and one because I have no shot at this." But that didn't end up being the case. So, as far as getting in front of the in front of the line moves, T Train asked about sportsbooks honoring those lines. As far as I know, and the way they did it last year, Scott, those 
everything you got still stood. They they didn't disallow. If it, if they play the game the week of, it counts. That's what it says. In, that's what it says in the rules. It has to be it has to be played in the same in the same week. So um, unless they declare some kind of special event or something where all bets are voided, but they didn't do it last season. So. Ah, uh, we'll see. Love the love the COVID schedule. We have the NFL like every day now. I I don't disagree with that. I the game the, the last year when we had the games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Fuck, I'm sorry. Yes, it was it was a horrible to have to see. But for as a fan, yeah, I like to have the NFL every day. At least bet the farm cover. Damn right, Joan. Uh, that saved her. Okay, well, cool. We are on a bit of you and I are both. We were we've been cold, Scott, and we have been pretty much on uh, in Fuego for the last week and a half or so, both mm, per, per, personally and good. on the farm. Yeah, it does feel good. Uh, ten and one, last eleven on the farm. I think my premiums are thirteen three and two uh, last week plus. So yeah, we're all we're we're waiting for the hammer to drop. Only COVID can beat us now. So I don't know. We'll see. As far as the going for it last night, um, the two times where it was. Fourth and one, fourth and two. I'm totally fine with that. The numbers, the more numbers support you. We want. actually agreed. We had the same exact opinion because I texted you asking what your thoughts were, and we both had the same exact reaction. Fourth and one, fourth and two. We're fine with it. Maybe the field goal before half, you can make an argument for, but I didn't really have a big issue with them going for it there. The issue I had was the first drive of the game, and we agreed on it. If yep. you're outside of the two or three yard line, you're really going for it on fourth and five. Yeah, we really? put we put it into the uh, we put it in a buddy of mine because we were arguing about this on one of my text chains, and my buddy put it into the Twittermatic uh, probability calculator where you, you yeah. calculate win percentage, and mm-hmm. fourth and five, and it, and it, it I estimated it pretty quick, uh, pretty correctly. I thought it I thought it had about a thirty five percent success rate. It has about a 338 percent success rate mm-hmm. going for it on fourth and five. However. According to the Twitter bot, it says uh, your win percentage probability is 43% if you go for it, and it's 40% if you do not. There's a like a 2.8% difference that, that favors going for it on fourth and five. I don't think I buy that. I, I, I really have to open up the hood and get deep in the numbers to explain why I don't think that's an accurate representation of win probability. But I think if, if you're going for something that has a 34% chance of success, it's got to be, by the way, it's got to be, it's got to be 44% to make it a, a plus EV play. Okay. To, to, to take the seven points versus the three points, it has to, it has to be successful 44% of the time. That's my math. But when then you figure win probability in, that's where it gets a little hinky. So without doing an hour on the, on the math behind the math, I will just say that I don't think that is a plus EV play to go for it fourth and five. I would have kicked it first drive of the game. Get your defensive lead. Let him get out there. See what happens. So yeah. I would have kicked it on the first drive. The other ones I was fine with. Now, the one before half, you can make an argument for kicking it. But once they ran the QB draw on third and goal, you knew they were going for it on fourth down. Sure. That was just an automatic decision. So I'm not surprised they went for it there. I, I just have an issue with the play calling. I thought some of those play calls on fourth down were absolutely atrocious. Even from Andy Reid. Because you have fourth and goal, or fourth and one, sorry, at the two-yard line. And you bring Hardman on the motion, and you're going, to, you're going to try to quick throw it over there. And he was open. It was a terrible throw. You know, it happens. But you did a QB sneak with the tight end in the first half and picked up three yards. No questions asked. Right. 
Why can't you just sneak it up the middle? Why do you have to throw the ball in fourth and inches? I, I don't understand. I, I never could figure out why you just don't line it up in, in heavy three times in a row when you're when you're that close, especially because you could you could get a first down it's without getting the touchdown. Shotguns. Yeah. yeah, it's endless shotguns. At go under center. Herbert is six five. A QB sneak wouldn't kill you. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. Uh, THC is RZA. I'm I actually have a premium play on that Virginia Tech, uh, St. Bonaventure game. So yeah, that that one does. I treat everything analytics based based on Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh, in, in as far as I'm concerned, is the master of analytics for the NFL. Would you agree with that? Certainly, he certainly was ahead of the curve. Absolutely, yeah. So my argument is: Do you think Harbaugh goes Sean Payton? For Sean Payton as well, by the way. Do you think Harbaugh goes forward on fourth and five there on the first drive? I don't. I, I think don't. He's kicking. Nope. I think he's taking. I think he's taking the three. I understand the mindset behind it. You've had this huge kick return. You want to get off to that quick seven nothing start. I get it. You, you're playing the Chiefs. Touchdowns are probably going to be what's needed. Field goals probably aren't going to win the game. I understand all that thinking behind it. But if you're going to if you're going to play by the math, I think you have to play by the math. And I'm despite what the, the Twitter probability bot said for my in the, my buddy my buddy sent me last night. I don't think that's a plus play. I just I just don't, Scott. I just there's you know no. If you're in the mid 30s of, of making it, I just don't see how that's plus EV. Sorry. I agree. I, as you said, the number was around 44 in order for it to be plus EV. Yep, 40, 43.8. Yeah, I'm usually going around 50. I'm looking at if you have like a 50-50 shot, then you go for the bonus points. If not, then you can play it safe. Fourth it's and, the first quarter of the game. Fourth and, two, just... fourth and two and a half or less is a 54% probability. Yeah, anything 50 or over, I'm fine with. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, in other words, Toledo has a zero chance of winning. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Um Toledo is not coming back, and they're definitely not covering the 10. So, Well, that was the takeaway I had, and the reason why I lost the team, the win total on Toledo this season. Finn, not a good quarterback. You, not good. You, me, and the comment section are off to a poor start. I'll just say that. So far, well, we'll see if the over gets there, because I can potentially split the thing. But do you think it's good for a quarterback to be 9 for 26 in a bowl game? I do not. I do not think that is good. That is what Finn is right now. He's 9 for 26. So these coaches just rely on analytics. A good approach has his finger on the pulse at all times by the feel and use of analytics. See, that's what that's the way I handicap. I'm a mix. I straddle the two worlds of of analytics and observational, and I think that's the way you have to be as a head coach. You can't even even Kellen even Kevin Kelly punted this year, Scott. Even Kevin Kelly said, "You know what? I'm willing to learn." He put a, he put a, he put a a punt returner back there. He never did that before. He, he punted a couple times. So even the master, the guy who basically invented this whole fucking thing, even he has had to change a little bit once he got to the uh, the next level. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add to that. That's kind of just summed it up perfectly. But I'm just looking at a situation where teams are either committed to their gut or they're committed to the analytics. And it seems like many coaches, if any, just don't really have the balance between the two or at least recognizing some other variables that people don't keep in mind. First quarter of the game, first drive, just take the damn points. Yeah, absolutely. G Money's got, got the second half in the, under in this game. That's a good call. Uh, I still think the dumbest decisions that Staley made this season was against the Chiefs the first time, and he did the same thing against the Browns when you could take a knee, kick a field goal at the buzzer, and instead he scores a touchdown to give the Chiefs the ball back with a minute and 20 to go. Yeah, yeah. That was the dumbest decision I've seen all year long, and it was week two. 
Yeah, that was a uh, that was a game. It, those games were a lot of in a lot of ways they were kind of mirror games. Where and you did it again? Yeah. Yeah. How do you make the mistake against the the Chiefs and then you do it again against Cleveland? Well, Cleveland picked them up and carried them into the end zone. Take a damn knee. Kick a field goal with no time left to win the game. Ben Campbell says he's fucking he's already done with bowls, Scott. It's over. Your one game. It's game over. <laughs> Toledo, Toledo is man. You got to pace yourself, brother. You got to pace yourself, man. Joan wants to know where Urban Meyer is going. Fucking his houseboat would be my guess. You and I did. We talk about this on the air, uh, off the air, Scott. I thought we talked about it on the air. We talked about it off the air. Oh, did we? we I you, think we. I mentioned it for Donkey of the Day. We mentioned. Oh, it that's briefly, right. But we didn't talk about what his future. You think is he? For. You think he will never coach again? That's your. That's your opinion. Yeah, I think he's done coaching. I, I think he's done. I think the only path for him is like the complete redemption tour, where you start at like Campbell, you work your way up to East Tennessee. Uh, maybe you get a gig at uh, Miami of Ohio. Then you get the Texas Tech job. I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to put in the 10 years climbing the ladder again. So I would tend to agree with you. I don't think. He's certainly not going to be, you and I both agree, he's not going to be offered any kind of major coaching position in the future, in the foreseeable future, right? No, he'll end up on some type of TV analyst booth for like the NFL draft or something. He'll be on one of those. Yeah. Or he might just never work again because when you actually hit a player, I know you can argue love tap, you know, you didn't intentionally try to hurt the guy, but still you cross a certain boundary and you might just get blackballed by the league. Yeah. I'm not sure that he would even end up covering NFL games after he, you might not like the word assault, but after he physically touched a player, I do feel like that might hurt his chances of getting a job even in the media well, moving forward. Legally, it's an assault. If I walk down the street and I kick somebody and they call the cops and they say, what happened? And we got it on tape and here's a witness. It's assault. So yeah, you know. so it wasn't like he got hurt from it. But no. I'm saying when you put your hands on somebody else or your foot in this case on a person who doesn't ask you to do it, technically, you can argue that's assault. So Jay I think that his complete cachet and everything involving him, his reputation over. is shot. Between that I don't think he's going to be on TV either. That I think the, he's done. That and the bump and grind in the bar. Uh, hang out with John Gruden. Jay, Jay Seaton vocalizing what a lot of people in America are thinking right now. Fucking Bovada being down for two days. A D-Gen's nightmare. I completely agree, sir. They went down I prefer to bet online. Morning. That's just me. I prefer to bet online. I, yeah, I, I get that. But you know, you preach, you preach, shop your lines, and taking away one of your yeah. stores makes it harder to shop. But they've been down since yesterday morning. That's true. This is going to be this is tending to be a shitty fucking day for me, buddy. Because you know what else happens at midnight tonight? They don't work out a goddamn deal. I lose ESPN on my cable on on YouTube TV. Ouch! I'm not fucking amused. I'm telling you what, I am not amused at all. This is a this is this is setting up to be a shitty day with Bovada being down and losing ESPN at midnight. Uh, YouTube, if you're out there, I know uh, you probably don't have uh, don't have many watchers if you work for YouTube. But if you do, get your shit together. You're in, about to be fucking dead to me if you don't get this fixed. Okay. Uh, by the way, Scott, it is the second day of the shirt vent, and uh, here's the uh, here's the latest. I got a hoodie from 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 the wife. Hopefully, the son will have no beefs with this one. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool little hoodie. So, anyway. Um, Coastal Carolina first half money line, Scott. Talk a little bowl action, buddy. It's a decent amount of juice, isn't it? 
first half money line. It's a lot of juice involved. Are you talking about basketball or are you talking about the bowl game? I think he's talking about the bowl game. Uh, what's the first uh, half money line? I mean, that's what do you got on that? If you want to lay juice, sure. I mean, that's it's definitely an interesting play. I guess my argument would be why would you take the first half money line and not the full game? If you just don't care about the juice, why wouldn't you just are maximize your chance? To are win? you think? Are you thinking that uh, Nathan? Are you are you thinking that they may get a may get a big lead and and uh, and pull everybody because they they do tend to uh, they do tend to get McCall out of there quickly. They're not pulling them in a bowl game. Well, I mean, if you're I, I, no, I are you kidding me to get to get your second string to get your second stringer a senior or whatever that's fucking done the the grunt work for four or five years. You get him a series or two in a bowl game? Are you kidding me? They'll do that in a heartbeat. I think a, ser- a series or two, yeah, but they're not going to pull him for an entire quarter. I, I think that McCall will play three, maybe three and a half. Okay. Um, Magellan, take, let's just say it would take a lot to get him out of the game. Let's put it that way. Magellan Sports says Urban's going the opposite route and start nailing college chicks. I, I don't think he's not not doing that now. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to point any fingers, but uh, now he's got more free time. He does have more free time. You know what? And these guys, they all have money. They've, they've all got tons and tons of money. So, I don't know. Um, I, see, I see Nathan asking if people are overestimating NIU. MAC teams are generally not that good in bowl games. I know Magellan said that before. Mm-hmm. But on the video, I took Northern Iowa plus the uh, – Northern Illinois, sorry, plus the points. I just think the spread seems a little bit too rich for me. I get that Coastal is the better team. They really just ended up sleepwalking throughout the rest of the regular season. McCall's back now, but NIU has been a really good underdog all season long. Yep. I really don't feel great about fading them getting double digits. I do think that there's a chance NIU keeps it close, and I think that this game might come down to the wire. I'm not picking NIU to win the game, but I do think that this game will be closer than the odds makers expect. Um. Well, that's been that's been Northern Illinois' mo, like you said, all year long. They have uh they have stayed uh, close in games now the, the exceptions are when they get gashed on the ground they give up three they gave up 360 to kent state they lose that game outright and did not cover then they give up 298 to western michigan six yards a carry and they got doubled up by the broncos 42 21 as a seven point dog so that's what i worry about if i'm a northern illinois fan i worry about that defense that cannot stop the run going mm-hmm. because Everybody has the perception of Coastal Carolina and Grayson McCall being the throwing the throwing team, but they are they are the fifth best rushing team in the country. They're behind Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois also a very good rushing team, uh, but the difference is one of them plays defense and the other one doesn't. So, I feel like the other concern you might have for Northern Illinois is Lombardi facing a pretty good defense because I think Coastal's defense is probably better, if not. Better, I'd say better than the entire Mac in terms of defense, or at least top three. Yeah, wouldn't you say so? Oh, absolutely. Um, Elliot says Toledo has the best logo. They do have a cool logo. I agree. They're up there. If only the team was as good as the logo. Yeah, that that's that's very true. So my my worry again, if I'm a Northern Illinois fan, is that I get behind and I have to count on Lombardi to catch up. That could be a a bad situation for for bad things to happen. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, and I, yeah, Magellan Sports said the same thing. NIU in catch-up mode. Uh, easy winner for Coastal Carolina. Yep. Great minds think alike, buddy. Um, what else for as far as bowl games go? Well, we went through all of them yesterday. So if you want specific breakdowns on the bowl games, we got you covered there. Yep. So just keep that in mind. Yep. Good point. And vote. Uh, vote. I like BYU. 
yep. was one of my favorites. Hard not to. Hard not to. Uh, yeah. The UAB team. Um, Elliot's got a. Uh, or um, oh, where did I miss the? Did I miss the? I know there's some other hockey picks out there. Rangers money line straight bet as a dog facing Vegas off a of back to back. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate any, any time taking the Rangers right now. Rangers scare me a little bit because ever since Igor got injured, the goalie situation has not been pretty. So I am a bit concerned. I'm not a big Georgiev guy. I don't think he's very good. The third stringer hasn't been good either. Vegas is on a back to back. They did play in Jersey though, so there's really not much travel involved. But you have to wonder about fatigue. I'd stay away from that. I get you're getting a decent price with the Rangers. I just really don't like their goalie situation. So that's kind of my, I guess, one reason why I'm hesitant on taking that. I see somebody asking me about St. Mary's minus the points and the Grizzlies minus the points. James, that was my play of the day. So I got the Grizzlies. So I like them in that spot. And as for St. Mary's, it should be a low-scoring game. Do you think that they're going to take care of business tonight? I do think that game should be pretty close. Yeah, I think that's going to I think that's going to be one of the better games of the night. Certainly an underappreciated game. Um got they've got the uh Elliot's got the uh, the Ducks and the uh uh Penguins tonight. I don't hate that. I mean, you're not uh, Penguins have been great. Sabres are terrible. You're laying a huge price. That's the, that's, I mean, it's that's in the, the $3 only, range. Yeah, that's I mean, the only problem with that. They're both both of those games are in the $3 range. So you're not yeah. getting, you're not getting much return on your on your money, but Again, Scott. Sometimes we talk about you know laying ten to make one. When it, when something when th- something is a, a good solid play, you can't let the juice f- scare you away like that. You know that is true. And Penguins have been on a nice winning streak. I'm not a big fan of laying huge money lines in hockey compared to other sports because anything could happen if your goalie has an off night. But I do think the Penguins in regulation or on the puck line is tempting. Grizzlies I like for basketball because I don't know how I don't like the Grizzlies. The Kings have half the team out either for COVID or for injury purposes. So I do think that the Grizzlies have some value there. I saw somebody asking before about the, uh, about, well, there's the, sorry. Somebody's talking Um, about the, somebody's talking about the jazz tonight. The jazz, the jazz, uh, the jazz. It's a lot of points. Uh, The jazz played with their food a little bit against the Clippers before pulling away late. I'm not a fan of San Antonio. They got run out at home against Charlotte the other night with no LaMelo playing. Utah should cover, but every now and then they find it a, they find it a bit difficult to cover those huge numbers. Maybe a Utah team total over, I don't mind, because San Antonio defensively has been quite underwhelming, and they play at a fast pace. I think Utah could potentially score 120 tonight. Yeah, I think I think that I think that's possible. I mean, they've that's the that's the problem with that the number being in the eleven and a half range. I'd, I'd feel a lot better about being in nine and a half or ten. Um, that's why I'm looking at a team total. I feel like if you're expecting Utah to score well, which I think they will, then you like the team total. But they might take their foot off the gas, and for eleven and a half, if you take your foot off the gas for a quarter, you might be screwed. Yeah, you could also play. You could also go the other way and take San Antonio team total under there too with with the Utah defense. I don't. Uh, I don't hate that. Uh, money line Grizz Jazz Penguins. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think that's I think that's solid. You get a little sweetener in there. Um, Toledo's awful, just awful. <laughs> Orlando has not. Game's annoying me. I need one more field goal for the damn over, and both kickers are awful. Orlando has Orlando has nine. Um, they're missing a bunch of guys for COVID too. They announced that Ross was out, Wagner was out. They're miss- they had a COVID outbreak today for three guys, so they're shorthanded. Miami's been shorthanded for the last couple of weeks. They did beat Philly, though, last game. Nice win there. 
blew a massive lead in the process, but they ended up holding on for the end. I got to like Miami because Orlando's missing a bunch of guys late, especially today. So you didn't really have enough time to shop around and maybe find some good replacements. So I do think Orlando being shorthanded and being awful in general, I am kind of interested in taking the heat there, probably first half. I think the rotations are going to be completely just disoriented for the actual magic in this spot. So give me the heat first half. Charlotte is so unpredictable. Yeah, which Charlotte offense is unpredictable, but if you want to write them down for giving up I actually like Charlotte tonight. I like Charlotte tonight because if they're unpredictable, but Portland's predictably bad, then wouldn't you take a shot with the under with the team that can potentially jump up and have a great game? I would. Portland's a bad basketball team. I said that two weeks into the year. They're not any good. And with McCollum being out, you're looking at a situation where this team has Lillard, who's been underwhelming this year, and who else do they have? Norman Powell? Yeah. Is that, is that pretty much their team? That's literally it, yeah. I'll take the Hornets. They can actually score points. I like the over, too. I mean, Portland offensively has been a mess, but Charlotte can't guard anybody. If you're expecting an up-tempo game, I do think that the Hornets are live here. And Riz, I get your point. Portland at home has been better than on the road, and they're not going to keep losing at home. If there's one thing I hate is trying to predict when a team that's been awful is going to suddenly get it together. They're a bad basketball team. This is who they are. I think the line is a little bit odd. I like the Hornets team total over. I like the Hornets to win the game. I think you're getting a good price fading, as of right now, one of the worst teams in the league because Portland's played like it for the last two weeks. Any uh, any thought on the uh, on the Richmond North Carolina State game? Uh, it's a tournament. It's a rare midweek tournament, isn't it? Yeah, it's that one they're playing. At the, it's the same one that has the uh, Virginia Tech. It's that one in Charlotte, right? They're playing uh, at the yeah. same place. For, for this one, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, NC State. Richmond was the favorite overnight. Line shifted. Now NC State's, I believe, minus one in most spots here. I'm gonna take the Wolfpack. If you're seeing a favorite switching overnight. It's usually pretty telling. I'll take the wolf pack. Got the wolf pack there. Yeah. You? Yeah. If you're switching favorites on an overnight, it's pretty telling to me. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. This is a, a Richmond team that's been just a little bit overwhelming. Uh anytime they've played any sort of a team with a pulse, it hasn't it hasn't gone particularly well. So uh again, this is a team that lost to Drake. Keep that in mind. So um yeah, I, I I agree with you about the line switch too. If there's if there's no big injury movement or COVID news or something like that, then that's oftentimes very sharp movement that comes like that. So yeah, I'll play the wolf pack as there, even though we're a little bit behind the curve. I see somebody asking about Nova against Creighton. Of course, Nova's got the much better coach. None of us in the chat or ourselves included actually like McDermott as a coach, and I think Jay Wright's the best college coach. I just think he's the best coach there is right now. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but pound for pound, that's the guy I'm picking. But I do question the travel spot because we know Creighton is really, really good at home. And that's kind of been their MO in Omaha. I think that the line does appear a bit short, but who has Creighton beaten over the last couple of weeks? Their big win was against who? BYU? Yeah. Who turned out to be fraudulent? I, I think Villanova should win the game. They should cover. But... I am looking at that spot in Omaha where they might struggle a bit because they have in recent years, but this Nova team is a lot better than this Creighton team. They should cover, in my opinion. You don't worry about you don't worry about that twenty point loss to Baylor. You think Baylor's just that good? 
Baylor was my pick to win the championship three weeks ago. So no, I said that if you have Creighton, uh, sorry, if you have Baylor at twenty to one or higher to win the title three weeks ago, take it because this team is really, really good. So no, I'm not concerned by the actual Baylor performance. Baylor, I actually just think is as of right now the best team in the country. I think. Can so. I say that? Yeah, I, I, thought... I don't think that's really a hot, hot take. I was convinced it was Purdue, but it's not. It's after that last performance. It's it's you got to say it's Baylor until until further. I, I notice. watched Baylor against VCU. I watched them first half against I watched them first half against Arizona State, and I watched them against VCU. That team has a gear defensively that I'm not sure any other team in the country has. No, I agree. You know what? I'm not going to overthink this. Just give me the under in this game. That's that's for for me okay. for me that's the that's the play. Did you catch it? Oh, if you're expecting nobody to put the clamps down, you lucky. Then I you, do think that's an option. You lucky bastard! You got your over. Let's go. You got your over. Take the, the split. split to the bank. Let's go. That was Noah's worst shooting performance under Wright. I be, I believe that. I hope it was. They scored less than forty points. Yeah, they put up. Th- <laughs> so I hope it was. The yeah, they lose 57-36 in that game. What is it? Ninety three. Yeah. Hope, yeah. hope you, I think we had the. We better have had the rocky chair under in that one. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? Any what other are, games you want to talk about? That's what I was going to, I was going to look. And it, it, yeah, like I said, if you, if you guys are looking for the bowl stuff, uh, definitely check it out. I don't think there's any horse racing stuff you have to wait through this week, so that's good. It's just all of our bowl stuff. So we did. So far, we've done eight bowl videos. So keep that in mind. We are uh, yeah. Since since we don't have a rocking chi- since we don't have the uh, a show tomorrow, honorary call the cops. The under in the Toledo Middle Tennessee State game. Oh, thanks. 24 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, thanks, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 24 points. Absolutely. Yeah. You so. thought you th- if you had if you had the under, you thought you were screwed at halftime. And then at the end of the third quarter, you're like, oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. And then, yeah, no, not so much. It stopped they stopped them all game and then they didn't stop them there. Toledo, you're dead to me. Fuck Give off. Give me the over in the Bahamas bowl. Let's go. Yeah, I know. It was it was windy. It didn't matter. Uh I don't like how Creighton struggled against Arizona State. Yeah, uh that's that's uh I, I definitely agree. That's you look at Creighton against good competition and it's it's it hasn't been a a thing of beauty for sure. Um as far as the basketball schedule goes tonight, it's not a uh, it's not a not a horrible schedule. You know, the uh the the uh there was a, there was one sneaky one that I liked and it was uh, it was South Alabama against Tarleton. Um Minus minus the one on the road. They actually just played against each other. This is an immediate rematch game, so I'm staying away. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot they. I forgot they. I like the under in that game though. Yeah. I think if you just played the other team, the second game tends to be more low scoring. So I had to look at the under in that one. Plus, it's a that's a uh, South Alabama Jaguars team that really good at defense. They they don't they don't give up much, man. They give up I think less than sixty points a game. So, Elliot, good question. Uh, Who do you have in the fight? You have Frank Gore, Darren Williams. Gore's plus money, you know. Gore's a tough guy. Yeah, he's those little guys, man. Those little scrappy bastards. Fuck, they don't know when they're beat, man. They just keep getting up. You're like, dude, stay down, stay. And you just Darren Williams. Don't get me wrong. I get that he's a bigger guy in terms of height. Maybe it it might sound like I'm a hater. I'm expecting him to roll an ankle in the first round because that's kind of what he did his entire NBA career. So I'll take the I'll take the plus money with Gore because I know he'll at least stay healthy for the entire fight. That's some funny shit right there. Um, all right, bud. Well, you about ready to do it. Oh, Washington, Philadelphia has been postponed. 4 p.m. I saw somebody asking, Pacific. by the way, about UFC. I'll do a video on that tonight. So stay tuned for that. All right. Let's do it, bud. Let's uh, let's put on our straw hats. Anybody else uh, 
Mirror, uh, UFC, what is that? Mirror Sherrit? Brandon, if you, if you like Mearshart there, I'd recommend looking at Mearshart by submission because if he's going to win the fight, it'll be by submission because <laughs> that's kind of what he does. So if you want to try to find a plus price there, look for a method of victory with Mearshart because I do think what? that him being a submission expert, that's the way he wants to win. So you might pick up some extra value on that. What is his Mearshart? Yeah. Oh, that's, that just sounds horrible. That sounds uh, like Mui, a, Mui French. That sounds like a huge mess somebody's going to have to clean up. It's the mirror shard. Oh, there's a nice visual for Friday. All right. You ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, you guys know. I that. actually want your thoughts on one quote. I want your thoughts on one UFC quote. So main, sorry, I just, it'll take a minute. Derek Lewis is the main event. He's in the main event fighting against uh, Daukus. And Daukus is a police officer for Philadelphia, or he was. I'm not sure if he is anymore. Okay. And they asked him about his thoughts. On, that's Lewis, who's one of the funniest guys, in my opinion, all of sports. But they asked him his thoughts about facing off against Daukus. And he said, anytime you're facing off against a cop, you don't want to get Rodney King. <laughs> and I thought that was one of the funniest oh. things I've ever heard. So he's really trying to avoid the loss there. That's an all-time quote. I had to mention that. But... I like the under in that fight. I think somebody's going to die. But any thoughts on that quote? Because that was before my time. Too That's an all-time line right too, there. Too soon, man. That's hilarious. That is a hell of a line. No, that's, that's good stuff. You know, that's, but, I think there's a yeah, difference. That's, between, that was my favorite quote of the week. I think there's a difference. I'll just, I'll tell you this. I think there's a difference between him saying it and you saying it. I think there is a difference there. I think, I think, Lewis you, I think you quoting it, at this point. I think you quoting it is on the borderline. I really do. I think it's allowed. I think that's hilarious. Okay. That's a hell of a line. Lewis was a Lewis earned the right to say whatever he wanted after my balls were my balls are hot. After he said that, he got away with anything he wanted. Followed it up with his fight against uh Volkov when he said Donald Trump called me and he said I had to beat this Russian guy because he was making him look bad on the news. Every every quote that he has, either in press conferences or post fight interviews. It's just must listen. It's great stuff. Yep. Great stuff. Do you see Mahomes in his press conference last night? In, when he... uh, no, but as long as Jackson wasn't there, I'm sure it was they fine. they asked him about the 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 pass. They said, "What what about the pass to Hartman?" He goes, "Oh, I just threw a shitty pass." Mm-hmm. You know what? You got to like that. You know, number one that he, he said it, and he goes, "Oh shit, I can't say that." But yeah, he just said. Uh, Still, think the most underrated Lewis line was after he beat uh, Travis Brown who at the time was dating or engaged to Ronda Rousey. They're married now, but he ended up saying, oh, where's Ronda Rousey's fine asset after he knocked out her boyfriend? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What a guy. All right. What a guy, man. Let's Good do it, stuff. bud. Let's do it. It's Friday. We're going to put a cap on a pretty nice two-week run here, my brother. See if we can keep it going as we all stride out to the back 40 to check out our new holdings. Everybody... Come with me, why don't you? Put on your straw hat, strap on those overalls, climb aboard your John Deere. We just upgraded. We got a bigger John Deere now, baby. Fire that motherfucker up! It's time to bet the farm. All right, Skeeter, you know the drill, baby. Keep them coming. What do we got? So, yesterday we had Jackson State plus the points. 
They went to overtime, which is a good sign when you're getting double-digit points, and we won. Very nicely done. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All right, there you go. That is, uh, I believe, 10-1 and one is our record over our last 11. Scott, what did we do before that? We don't know. We don't count those. No, we were we yeah. were we were chilly. We 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 admitted it every day, but we are not chilly now. So climb on. I think guys. we had lost like three in a row, yeah. and then we won seven in a row, and now we've done well. So yeah, yeah can't complain. Nice little run. Let's see if we can keep it going. Scott, what do we got cooked up for today? So we're gonna go back to the a bowl game, which is unfortunate for Ben Campbell because he retired from bowl games after oh. the first one. But sorry, Ben. We're looking at a Saturday game between Western Kentucky and Appalachian State. And with Zappy involved, we like the over. Come on. I mean, what, what else on. are we supposed to do? You're looking at Western Kentucky, and this team has been an overbetter's dream. Both teams offensively solid this season. Western Kentucky is averaging 43.1 points per game. App State, though, averaging a very quiet 34.2 points per game. So we like both offenses. But Western Kentucky has scored at least 41 points in each of its last six games. Plus, App State really good at running the ball averaging 187.7 rushing yards per game. The issue is that Western Kentucky cannot stop the run, allowing 161-plus rushing yards per game. We think Zappi throws for 400 again, maybe 500. They'll score 20, 30-something points. And we think App State has a good chance to get into the 40s because they should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. If you're going to give me a total of 66.5 with Zappi, how are you not going to take it, man? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he's also going for um, Joe Burrow's record. He needs four to tie, right? Three or three. It's th either three or four. I, I don't can't. Remember. I can't remember if it's three, three to tie or four to tie. But yeah, right in that I range. I think it's. I think it's three to break it now because he had a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter against UTSA. All right. I think I it's. Think. I think it's three to tie, four to break. But we'll see. Anyway, he needs to throw some touchdown passes. He's thrown three touchdown passes in every game this year, Scott. That's that's just this is the last time this season we can take an over with Zappy. Yeah, you better believe we're doing it. Last time of his career, he's gonna have NFL scouts there. Load up, guys. Load up. Let's get it done. It's Bet the Farm. We're gonna take the Western Kentucky App State over 66 and a half. That's gonna do it for the farm. That's gonna do it for our show. That's gonna do it for the week. Guys, stay safe out there. All right. Um, you know, do all your do all your stuff. Um, kiss your loved ones, all that good stuff. Everybody have a great weekend. Let's go win some money on some bowl games. Ben, come on. That's how they get you back in, buddy. Just, just one more. All the cool kids are doing it. You guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Of course, we will uh, see you next time here as uh, Scott and I once again head back to the window. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.